that's part of why I'm so inspired to show people like you already are your own shaman you already are your own healer your own guru you have all the answers inside of you this is the alchemized life podcast and i am your host ava johanna transformational mentor speaker teacher and most importantly a woman on a mission to bring wellness to the world This podcast was created to bridge the gap for anyone craving more love, health, and happiness in each and every day. And with every episode, you will receive practical guidance to create magic in your own life. Combining the expertise of wellness visionaries and thought leaders, each week we will bring it back to basics and provide you with the tools meant to empower you to thrive emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So together, let's ditch the mean girl, you can't sit with us vibes, grab your favorite yoga pants, and start to find your uniquely alchemized life. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. Gosh, it has been a good weekend. It's been a lot of like social time, but it's been a good weekend. And I am so excited to just like dance full steam ahead into this week. Um, On Sunday or no, 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 excuse me. On Saturday, I watched the Coachella documentary on YouTube. And um, for those of you that don't know me, I or don't know me very well, I used to rave quite a bit. And Coachella was like that first music festival that I went to that was like a like a, a festival that didn't just have electronic music. Um, and I, I absolutely fell in love. I loved it so much. It was so much fun. And I haven't been in a couple of years, but, uh, Corey turned on the documentary the other night and I was just like, okay, I'll watch it. And he actually ended up falling asleep, but I was just so lit up watching this documentary. If you haven't seen it yet, you got to go watch it on YouTube. It's totally free. But anyways, so I'm watching this documentary and I'm just feeling into the expansiveness of what it must feel like for the founders of Coachella and like Golden Voice to have created this big behemoth of a sensation, like truly a sensation, like People have talked about Disneyland and Coachella in the same sentence. Like that is how big Coachella is. We all know about it. Even if we don't like music, we all know about it. And I was just really feeling into the expansiveness of what it means to create something that massive, that successful, something that you initially don't even perceive to be that big. And for me, like I literally couldn't even sit still watching it. I couldn't like, I felt like my limbs were like floating because I was so excited and just so lit up and just felt this like energy moving throughout my body. And what I realized when I was watching that was that my mission and my intention with my work is to do what Coachella has done for music, what Golden Voice has done for music with meditation and breath work. I'm so excited, you guys. And I just sat there and I just like closed my eyes watching this and still like, you know, the music playing in the background and the documentary playing in the background and just felt into that, felt into those words. I am going to do what Coachella and Golden Voice has done for music, for meditation and for breath work. And 
it just feels so expansive even saying that and sharing that and sharing vulnerably with you guys because I really want to inspire you and call you into this frequency as well and know that like at any given point, we can tap into this like massive expansiveness and in doing so, it actually shifts us into higher timelines when things come into form so much faster. And that's so powerful. It's so powerful to step outside of past programming or to step outside of like our present, which is, you know, based off of the past and tap into something greater and allow ourselves to receive what that what what that feels like, what it feels like to receive it in our bodies now, in our consciousness now, without it even coming to us yet. Yet, yet is the key word because we are capable of creating and bringing into form anything that we desire. And any dreams that you have, any mission that you have, any intention that you set, the reason that it's downloaded to you is because you are meant to fulfill it. And of course you have free will. And so if you don't want to fulfill it, you don't have to, but I want you to know and just like kind of expand you and stretch you into this possibility of bringing those visions into life and knowing that like, if you are all in on doing so, it will happen. It will happen and you will be guided. You will be given the steps to be able to bring these things into form. And so whew, this feels powerful, you guys. And if you, again, if you haven't watched that documentary, even if you don't like music, well, if you don't like music, you probably wouldn't enjoy it that much. But as someone who um, has gone to Coachella multiple times and is definitely missing going and dancing my booty off, I really, really enjoyed it because it was just so cool to see something that, again, they just didn't even think would turn into what it is today um, being so massive. And it took 20 years, but they did it. And it just goes to show what happens when you fully go all in and commit to your vision and really believe in yourself and believe in the work. And um, that's what I believe in about meditation and breath work. And that's why I'm so excited about the Academy of Breath is because I know how transformational meditation and breath work is. And I know how much it's changed my life. I know how much it's changed my clients' lives. And I know what happens when you go all in and when you commit to these practices. And this is this is what it's all about, you know, allowing ourselves to expand by showing up for ourselves. And so if you have been feeling a pull to join us in the Academy of Breath, know that in doing so, you are stepping into a higher timeline where things will come into form faster because you are showing up for yourself. You are going all in. And in turn, I'm going all in on you. I'm going all in on every single individual that steps into the container that is the Academy of Breath. Because like I said, it is my mission. It is my mission. And my mission is lit right now. I am fueling the heck out of it right now to do incredible, magnificent, amplified things for meditation and breath work. So as many people as possible in this world are meditating and breathing and connecting to themselves, connecting to divine and knowing that they are their greatest guide. They are so powerful and we all are capable of waking up and going after the things that we desire most. And why not you? Why not you to be the one to heal all of the past wounds, any traumas, any stories, and detach yourself from those small identifications and attach yourself to the infiniteness that is your soul and that is your soul's purpose. 
So if you are interested in learning more about the Academy of Breath, it is a six-week online breathwork and meditation certification program. You'll be deepening your own practice and learning the tools to be able to facilitate these practices, these ancient tools to your clients, your students. And it's going to be, it's going to be a real fun time. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. So link is in the show notes. It starts June 1st. Enrollment is open now. There's payment plans available as well as painful. I'm really excited. This is going to be the only round that's going to be live. So if you want to step into this container with me and uh, saddle up and go on this little rodeo, (laughs) it's going to be really, really fun. And all of the calls are going to be recorded. You get lifetime access to it. There's meditation scripts, there's videos, there's going to be a Facebook community. And I'm going to be bringing this live next year in person. And all of the founding teachers that go through this initial round are going to have a chance and an opportunity to be able to teach at the Breath Summit in 2021. So again, if you have any questions at all, you can always reach out to me via email or via DM. My Instagram is at Ava Johanna and um, my email is on my website through my contact form. And then I'll also link in the show notes, the Academy of Breath, so you can learn even more and dive even deeper into everything that's going to be included in this certification program. And I would love to support you. I would love to have you. And this is an open invitation. My arms are literally open right now. My heart is open and I would love, love, love to welcome you into this first round of the Academy of Breath and know that I fully have the intention that this shit gets as big as Coachella. So anyways, today we are re-welcoming a very special guest, a top downloaded episode of the podcast. Miss Deborah Hanekamp is joining us again for a conversation on awakening your gifts, awakening your gifts and really claiming the uniqueness that is you. And so this was one of my favorite conversations that I had. If you don't know who Deborah Hanekamp is, you probably know her by Mama Medicine. She talks all about ritual baths and becoming your own healer. I think she's phenomenal. She is, again, one of the favorite guests that I've had on, one of my favorite conversations and one of my fa- and one of your favorite conversations too. So maybe you haven't listened to this episode before, maybe you have, and it's time to re-enter that container. So I hope that you guys enjoy. Make sure to give us a shout out if you're listening. The Instagram is at The Alchemized Life. Mama Medicine, Miss Deborah Hanekamp is at Mama Medicine. And I hope that you guys enjoy this magical celestial conversation. So let's dive in. Hi guys, I am sitting here with so much excitement, so much gratitude. And like I said, just ready to pick your brain. I'm sitting with Deborah Hanekamp, aka Mama Medicine. You guys probably are following her on Instagram, but she is sitting right next to me right now. And (laughs) I just can't wait to jump into today's episode. So thank you so much for coming on The Alchemized Life. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. So for those that are listening that may not know you or may not follow you online, can you share a little bit about the work that you do today? Yeah. So I created a healing modality called medicine readings, and it's really a, it's a one-on-one group or retreat experience that really encourages people to understand that they are their own healers. So when you come, we just have a conversation. We talk about anything you're looking to call in or clear out of your life. And then I tell you based on the colors that are in your aura, what I see that could be like hidden talents and gifts or things that could be blocking you. And then we do a whole ceremony and ritual to really 
just kind of rest in your empowerment, you know, and kind of celebrate the realizations that you've had, that you are your own healer. And then I send you on your way with some spiritual homework and a ritual bath to take. And that sounds so amazing. So what was the path of obtaining all of this knowledge? Have you always had a pretty spiritual life? Mm. I I think I've always been a very mystical person, you know, and very sensitive person. Uh, but I, I realized that I had been seeing auras my whole life when I was 12 and I was explaining to my friends the colors that I saw around people and they were like, what are you talking about? And so then I went to the library in my school and I looked up auras and I learned a lot about them and it just, it made me very curious, you know? And how did you know that it was auras or like, how did you find that term? And what was that like moment when you were 12, when you realized that you could see the colors around people and like other people weren't picking up on it? Yeah. I, I think I, this part is hard for me to remember because it was so long ago, but I think it might've been through being, exposed to William Blake's artwork because I feel like he really saw the aura too because it shows up in a lot of his watercolor paintings and things like that and um then I I remember like some of the earliest books I read that spoke on the auric field were from the Theosophy Society and it just, it was like everything that I could get was kind of describing, okay, this color means this, this color means that. But I felt like there's so much more to it than that. Like I have to really figure out what these colors mean for myself. So I kind of put down all the books and just like watched people mm. and learned and listened, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, but that moment when I was 12, I just remember like I was... I was talking to my friends about like, you know, this one having blue around her and that's why she's so like easygoing and soft-spoken and things like that. And they were like, what are you talking about? And it was actually really embarrassing, you know, mm -hmm. like preteen horror. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel it. <laughs> I see it now. Because <laughs> all you want to do at that age is be the same. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you went to the library and started reading up on it. What was that? Did you like just continue working on it or was the kind of judgment or maybe embarrassment enough for you to like push it down until you came back to it later? Yeah, no, I, I, I think that, um, I've always been and probably will always be like just pretty rebellious, you know? And so I think like for me at that age, I already was really mystical my whole life. Like when I was eight years old, um, I, I was raised in like a pretty strict Baptist religion. And when I was eight years old, I went to my pastor and I like demanded that he would baptize me. <laughs> and you wait in that religion, you wait till you're like 30 to get baptized somewhere around there when you have like sins to atone for that you want washed away. But I just saw like the ritual of baptism and I was like, mm -hmm. I have to do that, you know? And he said no. And I kept asking him, kept asking him, kept asking him. And um, then as soon as I was baptized, it was like my soul was 
looking for a way to like protect myself or something, Mm -hmm. because as soon as I was baptized, we found out that I had this tumor on my ovary that was like crushing my ovary and fallopian tube. And I got really sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think like having such a strong experience like that at a young age, it just, one, it makes you really appreciative of life. And then two, it does make you feel like there's more out there. Mm -hmm. Like there's more out there, you Mm know? And I also was like always out in the streams and rivers in, in the forest where I grew up, like looking, collecting all the stones and then studying them more in a like geologist kind of way, but like really interested in them, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. I was always just kind of a little bit weird. And then at that moment at 12, I decided actually to like stop trying to be the same, Mm, you know? mm -hmm. So I got like, I'm, you know, how do you, how do you break away from that when you're that age, you know? So I started listening to Nirvana and like dyed my hair blue and like, (laughs) or like, you know, Jenko jeans and things like that. Yeah. 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 Awesome. (laughs) And became very, very mystical. Yeah. Yeah. So did you find that through high school, you were able to kind of start to like pick up different practices and tools and rituals, or did you really just focus on like the aura and auric um, readings? Yeah. If I'm being really totally honest in high school, um, I really got into psychedelics, Mm. you know, like, yeah, all, all throughout (laughs) high school, like, and, and also like art and like a poetry and artists and like sort of going into spirituality from, from that way. Mm -hmm. And I think it was actually, I really embraced that time in my life because, well, yes, it may have been self-destructive in some ways. It also helped me break from the bonds of the religion that I grew up in. And it helped me to expand my consciousness and things like that. But really like, that's kind of how, that was high school for me. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Do you think that like through psychedelic use, and I don't know if what, what it was that you were doing, but do you think that that kind of helped to even enhance what you are able to do now? Like it, it kind of unlocked something new? It, it's possible. I mean, it's interesting that I was drawn to that at such a mm-hmm. young age and like even able to find it. So for me, like it was like a lot of mushrooms, but even, you know, even if my friends, we would be like at a concert or something and everybody would take mushrooms, I would be like off having some kind of mystical experience really away from the party. Yeah. That was me, except like in a porta potty, just like staring at the back of the door. I'm like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and like really you know, a good amount of LSD to like really from like 13 to to 16, 17, I did really a, a fair amount of LSD. Sometimes I would just, you know, be at home and be like, okay, today's a good day to like go into that area of consciousness. And mm-hmm. I would just stay at home and like draw and write. And it's funny, I was looking at some of my journals 
recently I was doing like a releasing ritual for myself. And so I was looking at some of my journals and stuff from that time in my life. And I could clearly see when psychedelics had been <laughs> a part of that situation, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's kind of cool because I know that you said like self-destructive in a mm. way, but now there's so much research coming out about how um, powerful psychedelics can be yeah. as a healing modality if, if used in the right way. So, you know, I think that we do kind of have that belief that like, oh, it was really self-destructive, but it could have been so, and it sounds like it was super healing for you. And, yeah. you know, sitting in your room and drawing and journaling and writing, like that is expanding your consciousness. It's yeah. not, you know? Yeah. I just think that like, psychedelics are incredibly healing, but the thing is that we have to have a way to then integrate everything that mm-hmm. we gather from our multi-dimensional selves into our third dimensional mm-hmm. being. Yeah. And like, also remember to have a human experience too. Yeah. It's why like after, you know, eight years doing my apprenticeship in the Amazon, I was like, I don't want to give people something from outside themselves in terms of like offering ayahuasca ceremonies. I don't want to give people a cup of ayahuasca because I think that there is already that higher consciousness within us. Like there is already that giant cup of ayahuasca within us and that multidimensional experience can be had without taking anything from outside too. Mm -hmm. But I do think like sometimes, and this was certainly the case for me with psychedelics. It was like, I, I had a very tumultuous upbringing. I really did. And, you know, I needed, and, and also I'm just an intense person and I needed very intense, very like precise healing experiences in order to like access, um, I, I guess like in order to access this like mothering mm. soft energy, like the the way I experience like, like divine mother experiences yeah. was through psychedelics, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and through the plants really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my question for you then is, is for someone that wants to be able to access that divine intelligence within them, that like cup of ayahuasca within mm-hmm. them. I love that. Um, how do we get past the parts that are blocking us from accessing that? I think, um, a really big step is living your truth, you know? And I think that's a very, very hard thing to do. Uh, but like, okay, step one, live your truth. Step two, be patient with yourself. Like it's going to come when it's meant to, Mm -hmm. that, that door is going to come when it's meant to. And then step three is starting to pay attention to your dreams because every time we dream, we're in our multidimensional self. Mm -hmm. And if you're not dreaming, look at how much time you've been on a screen. Like, Mm. you know, look at if television shows that you're watching are influencing your dreams, because that's, you know, that's the medicine that you're, you're taking in, you know? Okay, you guys. I know you've been tuning into my mini series this month on mental health because the feedback has been incredible. It just goes to show how connected we are and what can happen when we put ourselves out there with the intention to heal together. Before we jump back into the full interview with Deborah, I wanted to share the same offer I've been bringing into the mini episodes with BetterHelp. 
So I've been using BetterHelp over the past month after being matched with a counselor, and it has turned into a weekly appointment I look forward to. I've worked with coaches and mentors before, and while I truly love all of that work that I've done, it's all been centered around my business, and this work with a counselor has allowed me to focus on the personal side of things, which, in my opinion, is necessary to finding sustainable success as an entrepreneur and a partner in a relationship. Listen, it's great to talk to friends and family, but sometimes I want a totally objective person to speak to when feelings of self-doubt, inadequacy, limiting beliefs, or worry come up. And I'm sure some of you might be thinking, well, I don't have depression or I'm not going through trauma, so I don't really think I need therapy. But let me just set you straight. Counseling is like maintenance for the mind and soul, and BetterHelp has that container to help me feel heard, held, unjudged, and supported. So to give you the details on BetterHelp, it's an online platform that matches you with a counselor after you answer a series of questions related to your well-being and mental health. You explain why you're looking for a counselor, and then you're matched with someone based on your needs, which takes the research end out of finding the right person, which is amazing. So it's a directory of over 4,000 licensed therapists across the United States that can match and meet over video, text, and call. I think that this is the coolest idea and really makes counseling accessible to the masses. I'm really excited to be working with my own therapist and would encourage you guys to do the same if you ever feel like you want someone to share with and seek counsel from outside of your partner, best friend, or family. And it's super affordable. BetterHelp is literally making it better with prices ranging from $40 to $70 per week. Plus, they've been awesome enough to give you guys 10% off your first month. So if you're intrigued and want to check out BetterHelp, head to betterhelp.com forward slash alchemize to start talking with a licensed therapist today. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash alchemize for 10% off of your first month. What would you say is a better like way to wind yourself down then at night to not be so influenced by media um, in, in your dream world? Yeah, I think that it would, This is the ideal situation. I've watched movies and stuff at night. Like, I'm not perfect with this, by the way. I just want (laughs) to preface it with that. But um, I think the ideal situation is to not watch anything on a screen or really be on a screen or even be listening to too much music or Mm -hmm. anything like that three hours before you go to sleep. And instead, use that time to sort of like clear out your day. Like, did you see Harry Potter? Yeah. And like how Dumbledore has that. Yeah. What is that thing where he stores his memories? Uh, I don't know. It's like a chalice though, yeah, right? Yeah, chalice. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I love that image of him like emptying out his mind yeah. and like having a place for it all to go if he needs to look back to it. Mm-hmm. We don't have that chalice, but we do have like journals and we can write, you know? Mm-hmm. Um And so I think like kind of writing out your day at the end of the day is really nice. Even if it's just like a log of everything you did in the day and then maybe paying attention to what the moon cycle is. And you can then reflect back on how that affected your day, taking baths, you know, drinking tea. And if you have a family or a significant other, just taking time to like really, truly connect with them. Yeah, I like that. And I like the idea of just like logging your day too, because a lot of people, when they first start journaling, they don't know where to start. And so it's a little intimidating of like looking at this blank page. But if all you're asked and prompt to do is to just write down what you did that day, then it makes it a little bit less overwhelming to, yeah. you know, start 
think. So what was the experience like of working underneath the shaman? Well, um, really, really very fascinating. Like, I feel very grateful for having that experience in my life. Like, I do understand actually that now, and especially where like ayahuasca is in the world and stuff like that, even if you were to go to Peru and actively seek it out, you wouldn't be able to really necessarily find such a clear experience. Mm -hmm. So I'm really grateful for having that time in my life when I had it. Um, And I learned so much and I learned so much from the, all the plants in the Amazon, like the ones that are there to like heal your kidneys as much as like ayahuasca herself, Mm -hmm. you know? And I learned so much from the Amazon also about not being afraid of the wild and like not being afraid of nature. And like, if you bring fear into the jungle, then you will be shown what you're afraid of. Mm -hmm. And if you bring love and, and peace and receptivity into the jungle, then you will be shown the beauty. Um, And at the same time, you know, the, so I had, two experiences. One was working with a learning from one shaman for five years. And then I met his teacher and everything changed. And then he became my teacher. Mm, wow. So like the first guy that I was apprenticing under, he was a fantastic shaman, but he was not a good human. Mm, you know, mm. he was like terrible with women. Mm. And, um, I realized like towards the end of that, he like one of the reasons why it's highly possible. One of the reasons why he asked me to come and like apprentice with him is because he was attracted to me. And this is a man that's 25 years older than me, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I didn't see it like that. I was like, oh my God, a shaman wants yeah. me to apprentice with him, yeah. you know? But he like he later on ended up being a total creep. And uh he was also like very like, you know, he knew how powerful I was and he really like pushed down my mm-hmm. energy. So like one example is in that lineage, your your power is determined by the amount of ikaros you receive. So the ikaros are the the medicine songs that you sing mm, in okay. ceremony, right? And to receive an ikaro is a gift that you may or may not ever experience. You know, like you don't know. Like you you can have someone think maybe this person could be a, they. They don't use the word shaman there. They do now. They've adapted to it. Then it was just healer, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe this person could be a healer or not. So you, you'll you apprentice someone, but then they have to receive their own ikaro, and then you can start really like teaching them the ikaros, right? So uh, part of my apprenticeship was drinking ayahuasca alone, which is a very interesting experience. Yeah. And there was one night where I was doing it, where like a lot shifted in the room and I received my Ikaro and I told him about it, like that, that happened. And like, then there's this next level of initiation that you're meant to get asked, which is a very special way of being asked to sing in ceremony. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a whole, like it's something you can wait so long for. 
And I waited years and years for him to ask me to sing in a ceremony, and he never did because I was organizing his ceremonies for him and I was like cleaning up the puke and I was dealing with the people who were having a hard time and like really helping him a lot. So if if I would graduate to that next level, then he, I think he would feel like maybe I would help him less or things like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Or that he might he might like give me wings and then maybe lose me, mm-hmm. you know? But then I went to a ceremony with his teacher and his teacher did not know who I was at all. But I sit down in his ceremony and like right in the middle of the ceremony, he comes up to me and gives me this whole initiation and asked me to sing. Wow. And that's how he became my teacher. In the teacher. very first ceremony. Too. Yeah, yeah. The very first ceremony. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, I think that that just shows like how important it is for anyone within their spiritual journey to really do their research and like be very picky about who it is that you are apprenticing under or learning under because as like much as we want to believe that everyone is love and light and, Mm -hmm. you know, operating from that way, even if they are really talented, there can still be people that take advantage of you, that manipulate you, that Mm -hmm. make you feel less than. And like, I feel like you are so lucky and like blessed to have had that secondary teacher because who knows, like if that kept going on, if that would have like dampened your spirit or have made you not want to do this work that you're doing. And then art, the world wouldn't be able to experience what we have now, you know? So I just think it's so important that, especially as women, that we stay on our toes about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's part of why I'm so inspired to show people like, you already are your own shaman. You already are your own healer, your own guru. You have all the answers inside of you because like I deeply experienced giving my power away for years to this guy, but you know, really he is just like one of many kind of like creeps that I've met and like this, I and mean, I'm sorry to say it and not to be like disenchanting, but like I got into the spiritual world at a very young age. I really wasn't a bad looking kid. And I got hit on by so many of these like high holy gurus and like yoga teachers. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like the epitome of the archetype of all of them, but there was really a lot of that. And even if they're not like sexually creepy to you, then there, you know, there was like older women who they wanted, they would want to take like credit for me and my gifts. And there would be this weird, like Mm. power struggle thing happening and competition and Mm. things like that. And so I think like maybe that this next level of spiritual teachers that are coming out, it's like you can really tell if they're true or not, if they're if you feel empowered from being around them or yeah. not. Or do you feel you need them? Mm. Do you feel you need to ask them all the questions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or are they like, well, I don't know. I could tell you what it means to me, but what does it mean to you? Mm, Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, it just seems like that was like one of your life lessons to learn. So you could create this and could share this with the world to be your own healer. Yeah. Which I think is really beautiful. So what exactly are medicine readings? Who are they good for? Um, Anyone. Like you, you don't have to be in a massive 
life crisis to come, you can just be like, okay, now's a good time to like check in on my own spiritual development. Mm. Like I, I love when people come in the middle of a totally chaotic experience, but I also love when people come and they're like, everything is great in my life. I'm like, yes, <laughs> you know, but basically you come and we, we just talk about like, we talk like we're sisters, you know, I say sisters because it's right now it's like 91% women who come. I'm always so proud of those men that are brave enough to come and do it, but it's mostly women right now. Um, so we talk like sisters, like anything you're looking to call in or clear out in your life. And then I just tell you what I see. So it's very conversational and collaborative rather than prescriptive. Mm -hmm. Although like, I also am not afraid to like call people out on stuff. Like I have a very gentle way of doing it, but I'm also very, very clear. Like, you know, like be careful with this, like, you know, be mindful of that, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then the idea with the conversational part of it is to align people with their truth and, but also to like flip on a switch of confidence, Mm -hmm. you know, like you got this, like you can do it. Like it might take you longer than you want, but you got this, you know, like that kind of feeling. And then when you lay down in the ceremony, it's all about cleansing, blessing, and protecting the auric field, but really like to just sort of sit in, in empowerment, mm-hmm. like have that like rite of passage, like up until now, these were my problems, my issues, but they don't have to be when I leave this room. Yeah. 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 I think that's so beautiful. And to be able to have that collaboration between healer and I guess, recipient, receiver Mm -hmm. is um, really beautiful because I feel like it aligns people with all the tools they need to like continue the work. Like you said, you give spiritual homework afterwards. Like Mm -hmm. they're able to continue the work and not be so reliant on you, Mm -hmm. which is really beautiful. Okay, my friends, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot it for a second because I feel like I have really been taking my nutrition and health seriously over the past, I would say like month, six weeks, you know, I go in these waves, but really having the time, I think, to just be at home constantly has allowed me to really focus on all the different ways in which I can add more nutrients to my body, whether it's drinking more water or, you know, doing workouts. One of my favorite ways that I have really just been showing up for myself is my afternoon juice. And I love Organifi's red juice. So the reason why I love it is because it contains 11 antioxidant rich superfoods. Literally there's beets in it, there's cranberries, there's um, reishi and all of these different incredible antioxidants antioxidant superfoods that really support you in not only boosting your metabolism, but also increasing energy and your immunity. So if we're looking to not get sick right now, the Organifi Red Juice is my favorite way to just daily show up for myself, show up for my immunity and show up for my nutrition. And what's great about it is that you get a full spectrum of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. It only takes like 30 seconds to prepare to. I literally just take a scoop, add it to water midday, like right after I have my lunch and enjoy it. So like I said, I've been doing this every day for about six weeks now, and the results have been incredible. This 
might be TMI, but I've been peeing way more often than I usually do. And I just know that it's because I'm finally actually giving my body the nutrients that it needs. So it's not storing up all of the water and the juice that I'm drinking. I love Organifi's red juice. I also love their green juice. And I mean, just to be honest, their products are incredible. If you haven't tried Organifi before, it's amazing because it also ships right to your door. So you don't have to run to the store and they have a recurring delivery in their subscription. So it just automatically gets delivered on your schedule. If you are really into just having very clean ingredients, like I assume that you are, but (laughs) they're dairy-free, gluten-free, keto-friendly, soy-free, and 100% vegan. So I just know that my body is really getting the top and most high quality ingredients, whether it's the reishi mushroom, the cordyceps, the Siberian ginseng, or like I said, the acai, the beets, the strawberry. It literally tastes so good, you guys. So you have do have to try it. If you haven't yet, you can order any Organifi products. So not just the red juice, but any of their products today. And you'll get 15% off at Organifi.com forward slash alchemized. Again, that's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash alchemized for 15% off of your order. One more time for those of you in the back, Organifi.com forward slash alchemized. And speaking of nutrition, the results are in. Sakara is the best meal delivery service I have ever had. No arguments, nothing comes close. You guys, oh my God, what an experience. So I was telling you about how excited I was to try Sakara and how I've been basically fangirling over this meal delivery service for, I don't know, probably about three years. And I finally tried it and it was amazing. Like I can't even begin to explain how flavorful, how thoughtful the recipes are and just how good I felt after each and every meal. Whether it was the breakfast, the incredible salads at lunch or the yummy, oh my God, pataya tacos at dinner. These plant-based, plant-rich, ready-to-eat meals were so good. Like I'm drooling just thinking about it. Can someone please bring me Sakara right now? <laughs> so it's made with organic ingredients and really powerful superfoods. And one of the things that I really loved about Sakara is that every recipe is so intentional to get you all of the nutrition you need to boost your immunity, improve energy, support your gut health and digestion and get your skin glowing. And I feel like my skin has been glowing. Like I said, their salads are incredible. They also have really good granola. They had this really yummy breakfast cookie. Oh my gosh, flatbreads, fruit. And the menu is always changing and so creative. So these are also things that you would just never think to make yourself. And they're 100% plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free, and non-GMO. Sakara also offers daily essentials like supplements and herbal teas to complete your wellness routine and support your overall health. So as an example, every day I had a probiotic blend that I would take in the morning and at night, and they also have detox water drops with pure chlorophyll. I absolutely love Sakara, And right now they're offering all our listeners 20% off of their order when you go to sakara.com forward slash alchemized or enter the code alchemized at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com forward slash alchemized to get 20% off of your order. You guys, your life will be changed forever. So go to sakara.com forward slash alchemized. So you said that um, you show people what, or you tell people what you see. What does that look like? Is it from their org field or is it other modalities? Yeah. Like we all, um, we all feel energy, like we're all energetically sensitive, you know? Um, 
even like the thickest, most dense of us spiritually are still energetically sensitive, I think. So for me, I that my strongest sense of energetic sensitivity is sight. And so everything I see around you, it's all like, okay, this is what is happening right now based on this color, based on this shape, mm-hmm. based on like what is in your auric field. Like I can tell if you're really in your truth or not based on like if your aura is like thick and opaque and very easy to see, um, then you're really in your truth. Or if you're in a, in a like strange place right now and there's some energetic compromises being made or energy leaks happening, then your aura will appear a little bit hard to see and very porous. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So are you able to turn that off or is it like constantly going? Have you, can you like flip a switch with it? Um, it's it's similar to like noticing people's eye color. So like mm, if okay. if you are just like walking down the street, unless someone has like, you know, insanely striking eyes, you're not, probably not really looking. Got and it. even even if they do, you're probably not really looking. Yeah. You know, um, so that's like New York for me. It's like just walking down the street, staying in my lane. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But when people come for medicine readings, that is sort of a chance where I have an outlet to use this gift to like say, okay. All right, guys, we're going to hit pause for a second because I'm curious. Did you happen to catch my Instagram story last week about migraines? I was running around LA teaching all day and I had a packed schedule and I woke up that morning feeling the onset of what I knew was going to potentially ruin my day. So I've been getting migraines for about eight years now. And to be honest, I've developed a pretty solid plan to combat them when they do arise. I know ultimately that it's high-stress situations that usually trigger them, and when I feel one coming on, I prep myself to take care of it in the moment rather than waiting it out to see if it'll pass. And ultimately, the essential part of my routine has been developed thanks to Cove. So Cove offers individuals an experience where they can be treated from home with a consultation by a licensed physician and then given a prescription that is sent directly to your door. I took in a quick online questionnaire, and after I completed the consultation, it took about 24 hours to receive the prescription. All I had to do was hit agree, and it was on its way to my house. It took the pain from having to make a doctor's appointment away, go to the pharmacy, and wait when I'm suffering and in need of support. Plus, all of the medication is FDA-approved and has been so instrumental for me on the off days when I do get a migraine. It feels so good knowing the second one starts to come on, I can treat it rather than stress about it getting worse and impacting my life and work. Plus, Cove offers tons of education on the treatment of migraines, so I've learned a lot about them throughout this entire process and things that I didn't even know over the entire eight years of me having them. Listen, I get how it feels to be completely hopeless, to feel like there's nothing that's going to get better and you have to be stuck with this chronic or acute migraine. I've had both, and it's really impacted every area of my life, and I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way. Migraines are so manageable, and with the right help, you can start to take control of life and live on your own terms. If you suffer from migraines, whether chronic or acute, the last thing you need is to have to wait to see your doctor. With Cove, you can finally get the help that you need when you need it. And you can use my special link, and you'll get the first month of treatment completely for free. How rad is that? So go to withcove.com forward slash alchemize to take advantage of this offer. Again, it's W-I-T-H-C-O-V-E dot com forward slash alchemized for your first month of treatment free. 
one more time. That's withcove.com forward slash alchemized. I hope that you guys really find support in this. All right, you guys, and just one more message from our sponsors. Last week, I shared with you my go-to Mother's Day gift for all of us last-minute shoppers, yes, myself included. Because honestly, it's easy to go grab flowers or go to lunch, which I did both of those, but I wanted to do something more thoughtful. And now that Mother's Day is over and my mom is totally jazzed about her gift, I'm planning to get this for my dad. And what this gift is, is StoryWorth. So StoryWorth is an online subscription platform that sends a weekly story prompt for a full year to a family member or friend of choice. It records all of their answers and then delivers them this super cute book containing everything that they wrote over the course of a year. I think it's such a cute way to get to know people on a deeper level and really give them the creativity and space to be able to share their story in their own way. And honestly, I haven't lived with my dad since I was four years old, so I've definitely missed out on hearing all of his stories from childhood, his 20s, and all of the crazy shit he's gotten into. So I decided StoryWorth would be an amazing, thoughtful gift to get to know him better and keep him busy over the next year. He's retired, so he's got to have those weekly journaling prompts, you know? I got the subscription and set up the questions for the next year, and they all get sent directly to his inbox on a weekly basis for him to fill out. When I signed up, there were a ton of questions that were pre-populated to choose from, which I loved. But then I also loved the ability that I was able to write my own questions specific to different points in his life. Like, for example, when he helped open up different restaurants in LA with Wolfgang Puck or his first time working on a cruise ship in his 20s. You guys, I think that this is such a cool idea. And I don't know about you, but having a gift that's like a makeshift memoir of sorts and carries family history is so cool. So the team at StoryWorth are amazing in offering all listeners $20 off a year subscription that comes with that printed book that I was talking about. In total, you're paying $79 for a lifetime of memories from your loved one, which I think is such a steal. Again, it's special and different. Yes, you can go to lunch. Yes, you can get the flowers. But why not get something that is lasting that your entire family will cherish? Okay, so if you're ready to take advantage of this, if maybe you forgot to get your mom a gift or you're already ready to get your dad a gift for Father's Day, head to storyworth.com forward slash alchemized for $20 off your subscription. Again, that's storyworth.com forward slash alchemized. For listeners that maybe feel very empathetic or have these other gifts, whether it's sight, feeling, um, clairvoyance, how would you suggest they kind of turn it off if it's too overwhelming for them throughout their day? I, I would suggest not turning it off. Mm. I would, I would suggest like actually looking at your sensitivity as your strength, because that's where your instinct comes from. Look at animals. Like they're all, they're all instincts. So instead of trying to turn it off, try listening to it more, mm -hmm. try like leaning into it more. Like, cause that's going to tell you like, okay, it's time to end this conversation or leave this space where I really feel I have to go here this day. Like if you, if you let it, it will guide you and it will guide you towards growth. Mm, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I feel like when I was younger, in like fourth grade, which is 12 years old, maybe? No. No. Okay. Eight or nine. <laughs> okay. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> um, I feel like I would be able to see auras and then I would just like in school and stuff, but then 
throughout the years, it was just kind of like, okay, well, whatever. So if, if someone is like, oh, maybe I do see auras, like, how can you, can you strengthen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I'm writing a book right now. Oh, well, let's talk about the book. <laughs> it's, um, I just handed it in. It's very exciting, but, but I'm really hoping that through me writing it, cause I really dig into the auras mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. with it. I'm really hoping that a lot of people will start realizing that they've been seeing auras this whole time, because I think a lot of people can see auras when they're kids and then they turn it off. Like they have that experience. I was lucky enough to not have that experience until I was 12 and it was already something that I was just very used to seeing. Mm -hmm. Right. But like a lot of people, even when they're three, like it'll turn off then, but the gift never goes away. And I think like, you know, some of us, when we close our eyes, we'll see colors and things like that. Like you go to Shavasana and yoga class, or you go to meditate and you see all these colors. I think you're seeing your aura, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like catching it and starting to pay attention to, okay, when I'm in a neutral space, what do I feel? What do I see? What do I sense? And then when I'm in, um, a less like controlled setting, maybe like, maybe you go from your bedroom and you feel and you sense your intuitive, empathic uh, notions there, whether it be sight or sound or taste or scent, you know? And then you go into a less controlled setting, like a work environment Mm -hmm. where it's like, there could be different variables in that setting, different people coming in and out, but pretty much you're familiar with it. And then you check in what do I feel? What do I see? What do I hear here? Like, what is my intuition saying in this space? And then you go into a completely new environment and you test it again then. And I think that's how you start to develop your own intuitive language, Mm, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a great kind of like guide for people to just start in a controlled environment. Cause oftentimes we want to test our intuition or whatever abilities we have in times of crises when we're like, okay, I need to know what to do. Like what is the right step? And it hasn't been like trained or practiced or warmed up at all. And so nothing comes up. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at least for me for a while, I thought that that meant that like I had no abilities and that I wasn't capable of um, intuitively knowing about what I should do or what step I should take. And so it took kind of like backtracking and having to retrain myself from like the more neutral experiences into the more heightened experiences, but it took practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So can you share a little bit about the power of ritual baths and just water in general? Yeah. Uh, You know, baths to me are this really simple access point for us to be our own healer, you know? Because like when you go into water, it cleanses you, it holds you, it supports you. And like that, that is the most healing thing. Like you go, you go into receptivity, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. that's why when you were asking like for people who are very empathic, how do they turn it off? I'm like, no, don't turn it off. That's a superpower, you know? And so it's like of all, of all the elements, water is really the most receptive. And so when we submerge ourselves in it, we're going into an example of receptivity. We're soaking in receptivity. We're being cleansed and supported and protected by receptivity, mm, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you, you know, the ritual 
around the baths that I've created is just really about like taking time to acknowledge how incredibly healing the bathing experience can be. Like no matter what's happening in your day, you go into the bath feeling one way and you come out feeling a completely different way, you know? And instead of like being in the bath and, you know, just doing a face mask and looking on our phone, like why not light some candles, cleanse your aura out with selenite wand or sage or something like that before you go in and then step into the bath and really like soak and release and reflect and take that time to heal. Mm, Yeah. I love baths so much. I'm a Scorpio, so I'm a water Ah, baby. Me too. Oh, you are? Yeah. (laughs) When's your birthday? November 16th. Oh, nice. November 6th. Oh, that's so funny. I had a feeling I'm like, I can usually tell if I have a Scorpio with me. (laughs) Um, So with the ritual baths, are you kind of using it as like a prescription um, based off of like when someone comes in to see you, what they need in that moment? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I, I just recently added a new aspect of medicine ratings, which is it's only available when people come to see me at space in, in my, my space in Soho, space by Mama Medicine, very simple. But I just added an aspect where I can actually build out a ritual bath kit for them there. Cool. And they can go with that and an aura painting and they can go with that. Um, but if they don't, if they just get the medicine reading original, then I'll tell them, okay, try putting this crystal in the water and this scent and these plants and see how you feel Mm. with it, you know? And it's really interesting. Like for example, rosemary is such a mothering plant, but it's like, you know, mother's protection, mother's love. And, um, I'll suggest rosemary to people who sometimes I feel like there's, there's a little bit of complication with their mother Mm -hmm. and their mother energy. Mm -hmm. And they'll tell me, Oh, I, I just can't stand the smell of rosemary. The rosemary in the bath was bothering me so much. And then like, they'll do the bath two more times and they'll be like, I love rosemary. So I'm putting it everywhere, you know? Yeah. It's so interesting how that shifts and how that is likely like a psychological tie to the mother too. Mm -hmm. Do you have any favorite go-tos that you just would tell to anyone, like maybe someone listening as far as like a ritual bath, um, like herbs, crystals, and scents? Well, you know, rose quartz is wonderful. Labradorite also. Um, but really the most powerful thing is the crystals that you find out in stream, like the crystals that really come to you, like Mm. you're on a hike and then all of a sudden something catches your eye and then you realize, oh wow, this is a piece of quartz crystal. So like put that in your bath and salt, like lots and lots of salt and any kind of salt is great. And then basil, like you can make a basil tea or put fresh basil in your bath. And that's a really powerful tool for protection and also like abundance, abundance really to me, meaning like happiness in all levels, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to go buy some basil. (laughs) (laughs) So where did you have the ideas to create mom, uh, not mama medicine, but the medicine readings. Um, was it right after you did the apprenticeship with the shaman when you mm-hmm. got back? I, so I started doing healing sessions when I was about 17 and I, um, it really came like very natural where it was this combination of speaking to people and also like 
sort of sensing and feeling where in the aura things could shift and mm. maybe just through me directing my attention and focus to that area, it could help to sort of bring a place of focus and awareness to them, yeah. you know? And that evolved, I mean, that opened so many doors for me and it evolved over a long period of time. But if you were to come to see me, you know, when I was like 24, it would, it would be Reiki and spiritual counseling mm-hmm. that you would be coming mm-hmm. for. And that would be like the title of it, but there would really be so much more happening. And I didn't tell anybody I could see auras because still that like inner 12 year old in me honestly was still like quite embarrassed by it. And I, it, even like, I would tell like a boyfriend or I would tell a best friend that I would be seeing auras and they would be like, oh, that's interesting, but you shouldn't tell anybody that, Mm. you know? And so it sort of reaffirmed me like staying hidden in so many ways and just, you know, doing things that people were more familiar with. And then, you know, it was really for me when I had my daughter, it was like against all odds, I had my daughter, like she, I thought I would have to adopt. And she instead, like, she was like, no, we're going to give birth. So it was really like after giving birth to her, I thought, what do I really want to teach her? And it's confidence, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And if I am going to teach her confidence and the only way to really teach people anything is through setting example And so I have to set the example of confidence to her. And where are the places for me where I'm not feeling totally confident? And you know, like maybe it's a Scorpio thing, but like work is such a huge deal. You know, like I I got my first job when I was 14. I've been working ever since. Like I love working, you know, but it has also been like a really strong uh source of like confidence or no yeah. for me, yeah, you know? Absolutely. And so I was like, okay, I really have to look at my work and the example that I'll set to her through my work and being as much in my truth about it as possible, because really it is our truth that will help us to be confident mm-hmm. and living our truth and things like that. And so I sat down and I said, okay, universe, just tell me, tell me what you want to do through me. Like, just tell me, and I'm open and I'm listening And I got this whole like download. You're going to be doing medicine readings. This is the exact formula for it. It's a one-on-one experience. It's a group experience and it's a retreat. And as soon as I said yes to that, the first place that I I walked into to rent out to offer medicine readings because it really felt like I needed a whole like clean slate and fresh start. The New York Times was there. They were like, who are you and what what are you doing? So I was like, oh, I'm doing medicine readings and this is what it is. And they photographed me and interviewed me for the New York Times. And then it just like sort of immediately started snowballing. Talk about alignment. Yeah, that was like, I think that was four or five years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. No, that was, that was, yeah, that was five years ago. So when a lack of confidence comes up for you now, what is the practice or the thing that you tell yourself to process and move through it? Well, yeah, because it's still always a work 
in progress. Like if I, if I ever figure out how to become truly confident, I'll tell you, yeah. but the, the thing I'm onto with it is for me, when I'm noticing, I'm feeling like incredibly insecure and confident. There's pro- I'm probably not in my truth about something. Mm. Like I'm probably leaking energy into some project that isn't in my highest good that I don't actually feel a big yes about, but yet it's practical and logical and things like that. Um, yeah. So it's like checking in with if I'm in my truth or not. Mm, Okay. Cause that was like the next question that I was going to ask you, like, how do you strengthen your own internal knowing that, and like have confidence around the guidance that you're receiving when you're in meditation or doing some other form of like connection to your divine self? I think that we, it's very easy for us to be very distracted, Yeah, you know? And it's, it's almost like others information or external information can start to become what we know and we can just reiterate to ourselves or others what we've heard elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, like the practice of silence and um, and really deeply listening has been the biggest tool to connect to my internal knowing. Mm-hmm. That's why like my retreat in Italy, it starts out with a day and a half of silence, like come and clear out, like clear out all the noise, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like start to listen to your inner voice. Even if your inner voice is just saying, I'm a little thirsty and I'd like more water, you know, yeah. even if that's all you're getting, yeah. even if that's the most like profound thing that's coming in, yeah. like it's still, it, that's your inner voice. So mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it'll get louder too. Mm-hmm. The more that you listen to it. I like that. And I love that you start your retreat with a day and a half of silence. It's like, almost to a Vipassana, but like not quite yeah. at all, but you yeah. know, it gives people a little taste because I think that silence is so important. And that's why meditation is becoming so huge for people because we need that time to be still. Yeah. We need to listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I asked this question of every, or I guess I ask a form of this question to everyone that comes on. What are three things that listeners can do today to be their own healer? Ooh, that's so good. Um, Take a bath. If you don't have a bathtub, do a foot bath. Spend some time alone. And spend some time in nature. Mm. I love all of those. And if you can take a bath alone in nature... You are just killing it. Yeah. (laughs) You're such a good multitasker. (laughs) Leave it to me to figure out the way to like combine all three of them. (laughs) Integrate. (laughs) Well, Deborah, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Now I just have one last question for you. How can we support you? How can people stay up to date with everything that's going on with you? And how can we receive all of your beautiful energy? Um, Well, you can visit my website. It's mamamedicine.nyc. And that has like all of the events. And when I travel out here to LA or around the world from New York, I'll put that on there. And also what I have going on in New York. Um, you can, I have a ritual bath kit that you can order on the website. And I also have BYOH, which is like a gentle, um, at home digital 
medicine reading ish experience mm. for you to be your own healer. That's what BYOH stands for. And um, of course, there's the Italy retreat. There's a few spots left. You can come, but if you can't make it this year, there's always next year. And I'm hoping to start doing more retreats too, because my heart is is deeply, deeply in them right now. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and you can do sessions online, like virtual yep. sessions online too. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, Deborah, thank you so much. This yes. is such an amazing conversation and I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for having me. 